Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Storrs. With me as always is... Chris. And... Rob Morphy. 2020. Indubadilly. First episode of the year. Hard to believe we are in the glorious Jetsons-like year of 2020. We made it. The sidewalk started moving the day the date switched. Yeah, immediately. Cars flew. Yeah. Just impromptu. It's an amazing future world we live in. Not the dystopian hellscape that we were told about in the 80s, but the glorious promise of the mid-50s. Yeah. Fulfilled. Or it's exactly the fucking same as it's always been. (laughs) And it's unbelievable. Like, I guess the internet's oh, cool and iPhones are dope and th- I, the cameras are better than ever. But that's not the future I was promised. No, me either. But whatever. No, I mean, it could be I worse. I mean, at least we're not fighting mutants with fucking half-assed mohawks and fucking football pads on our fucking Yet. Volkswagen bugs. As much as I love those movies, it's probably not the world I want to live in. Yeah, no. we're, not, we're not living in Thunderdome just yet. I'm grateful for it. Maybe Though, a couple, like, 10, 20 more years, maybe. if MMA wants to pick up its fucking game, they will add fucking rubber bands, and people will fucking <laughs> jump around and... Well, they, yeah, add a top to the cage, exactly. and then add spikes. Like, mm-hmm. super <laughs> bungee warfare. <laughs> I don't know about the spikes. Like, it could be nerf spikes. spikes. It could be, like, <laughs> you add a top and spikes like, and, and bungee oh, rubber. Brian, I wasn't talking about killing people. I just thought Rob, we'd make fighting more this dynamic. This is a Thunderdome. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more like a... A thunder igloo, or a not even thunder, like thunder a igloo? like a like a, like a <laughs> you're st- trying to make it nice, like a stiff breeze zone, <laughs> thunder fun, <laughs> a stiff breeze zone. You That's your version your thunder of Thunderdome. Wow. I got the stiff breeze zone. You, you have like the nerfed version of Mad Max. I'm just saying, I don't oh, wow. need my fighters to die. I just want to see them fucking moving in impossible fashion. Okay, nerf spikes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, this way man. they register mm-hmm. as a hit. Exactly. When you get nerves spiked. And like little electronic Or just maybe it's just fists. We were close. American Gladiators is sort of Thunderdome. You know. That was kind of nerfy too. Minus right? Master yeah. Blaster. Yeah. shot were yeah. like. Yeah. Minus like Master Blaster. Like it always but. looked like the kind of thing you'd want to have your birthday party at. Yeah. Not totally. like something that would debilitatingly injure you. Yeah. No, totally. totally. Oh, but it is 2020. It is fucking 2020. We are here. Thank you all so very much for joining us. Top of the show, uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Check it out there. Thank you all so very much. Uh, in December, actually, one of the last episodes we posted up was available on the $1 and the $5 tiers, a little uh, Merry Christmas. Christmas miracle. Merry Christmas miracle. Christmas. Enjoy some bonus audio there. Um, Howlerspace.com. Get yourself some T-shirts. We do have new shit coming out. We had a bit of a snafu. A little bit. Ish. Uh, Ish of a snafu. Not on our end, but it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I didn't communicate as well as I need to communicate, but you know what? That's okay. It is. It is. because we're gonna Everything d- works out for the best exactly so be sure to check all the stuff out there i'm sure there's going to be a bunch of new year sales as always don't buy anything unless it's on sale because don't buy anything unless it's on sale just makes sense yeah it'll help you out with the uh, the shipping stay frugal it's 2020 totally um also too going into the new year we are going to be doing uh we're going to try to do this so we're going to put the call out there and we're going to see what kind of response we get listener submitted stories whether you have a weird experience with a ghost a bigfoot a yeti uh mothman Grinning men, see a UFO, fight an alien, I don't know, hit a ghost, whatever you got to do. Haunted hit samurai sword. Haunted samurai sword, whatever just you saying. got. Just yeah. putting it all whatever out Whatever you got, send us your stories. Uh, email those to kryptonotpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on the DMs on Insta and Twitter and we can uh, I can direct you where to send those to that email address. And we're going to harvest a bunch of them. We're going to like, you know, gather them all up. We're going to go through them, figure out what we can do with them and Send toward like kind of try to develop like a listener submitted story because I've a lot of stuff that I've been sent is fucking super bizarre. 
Yeah. A majority of the stuff we get is really bizarre. And the greatest thing is they're like utterly unpublished. Like we go for the yeah. most obscure shit we can find yeah. for the most part anyway. Exactly. But to get something that's literally right from the eyewitness's mouth would be phenomenal. Yeah. Because so you're sort of us- breaking the story and, you know, it's just raw to everyone. And you can, remain, you can totally remain 100% anonymous. We won't use your name if you, whatever, you're going to go we'll by even an alias. You pick your own pseudonym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can, pick, yeah, you can be Sally. Name. You can be Jeff. You can be Thunder Iron, whatever. You can be whatever, whatever Thunder you want. Iron. Jeffrey Thunder Iron. Thunder Iron. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there you wow. go. All right. That is Sweet. totally my pseudonym now. So, uh, yeah, be sure to do that again. That is scriptonotpodcast at gmail.com. Um, all right, well, let's get started. First episode 2020, here we go. All right, this week we're talking about the Cahokia Dragon versus the Brindlebull All-Out Maximum Mississippi Brawl. Boom. Wow. There you go. That's, that's it's like else. a cross between Monster Truck and a proper, untranslated Japanese Yeah, that's a Kanego movie. movie. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. absolutely. Totally. All right. During the late 19th century, in what has to be one of the most mind-boggling cryptid accounts ever published, a hardworking youth was sent to fetch a bull from a field adjacent to his family farm when he stumbled across a colossal creature that looked as if it had crawled its way out of the pages of a medieval bestiary. For the sole purpose of challenging the bucolic bovine to a violent clash of all-out supremacy. We got a bull fighting a dragon. You got for supremacy. Bull for supremacy. This field is mine. Versus, okay. Says the bull in his So the bull is standing its ground? While the dragon is like, I actually figure it's probably mine. Well, yeah, I guess. And then it gets to fisticuffs. Totally. Before we get started, though, we got to give a shout out to Adam Benedict of the Pines Baron Institute, our buddy, who's an awesome fucking dude, um, and who wrote the phenomenal compendium of monster reports called Monsters in Print, which I know we've hyped up before, but I can't hype it up enough. It is a fucking really wonderful piece of uh, historianship and and compilation and writing, and uh, and I recommend it to all of our listeners to pick up, but... I came across this story first in that book and I, you know, dug in and, and, and gleaned a little bit more. There's not a ton on it because this this dates back to the uh, 19th century, as you mentioned. So I just wanted to make sure uh, to give Adam and his book a big fat shout out before we continue. Yeah, totally. What up, Adam? And again, Dope. that is the Pine Barrens Institute PBI. I believe it's pinebarrensinstitute.com. Good shit. Uh, Monsters in Print is available on Amazon. Also, too, if you buy the book on Amazon, be sure to post it on the, the, the socials and leave a review. Those reviews help Adam, so be sure to leave the, the reviews oh, absolutely. there for him. So, it, you, there you go. It's bound to be glowing because I I could not be more impressed. Yeah, I've once been, I get my copy back from you. You will eventually get it back. I'm going to probably <laughs> just buy another copy. I haven't dog-eared it, but I have like a thousand fucking little tiny strips of bookmarks in it already. Probably what I'll do is I'll just pull some strings because I know a guy that knows a guy, and I could just email Adam and be like, oh, hey, man, tomorrow from Kryptonite, can I get a signed book? Thanks. There you go. And Hi. then I'll shoot him some money for the, for the book and the shipping, but I'll get one signed by so the author. You get your collector's edition, and I will get my hard work research edition adam did all the hard work by the way he and did fucking and work it like a dancer all right and for years to come good lord willing we will be using this invaluable piece of research to fuel further pots all right let's see how many times Dope. i can fuck up the word kahoki well uh you don't have to jesus you did it again <laughs> i did it again i know what the listeners didn't know is how much we practiced before we started recording kahokia kahokia i can't say it you did. I can't. But you never have to again. Chachakaya. <laughs> Chachakaya. Yep. Nailed it. Perfect. All right, Rob. All right, let's Paint me on. a picture. You got it. I'm going to paint a picture. Usually I do it of space. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to do it of time. Oh, okay. I'm going right. to give you guys a slice of an era. That's kind of fucked up. I'm not sure if this is the oldest story we've done, but I think it might well be. Okay. Okay. The 1870s were a time of tremendous change in the United States. While the bulk of the nation remained firmly entrenched in its agrarian roots, innovations that would help ignite the second industrial revolution were in full swing. We all know there's three industrial revolutions, right? This yeah. was the second one. Yeah, Not we're the in the middle one. of the fourth one, according to Andrew Yang 2020. Ooh. Okay, Andrew Yang 2020, I didn't realize that there was that many industrial revolutions, but I'm good to know that we are in the middle of one. That's good. This is before the second. Okay. It would be during 1877, within the thick of this technological renaissance, wedged between the creation of the telephone in 1876 and the invention of the light bulb in 1879, that a 12-year-old boy named Johnny Smith would see something that would have seemed more suited to the Dark Ages than the era of burgeoning scientific enlightenment that he was living in. So the telephone came around before the light bulb? It did, but not by many three years. And in 1877, I think, on the nuts, the phonograph was developed. Oh, it was photograph. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't want your photograph. <laughs> I don't need you. So you can actually—it like, was an exciting time. It was, so you could like you could like make a call. You could like listen to a seven-inch, but you were in the dark. Well, you you if you were one of three people that had a phone, you could make a fucking call. Yeah, right, can you imagine right. how much it probably cost? Like. Was there even a phone company? Oh, it must in proportion. No, yeah. there wasn't a phone company. Exactly. Yet. So I'm saying, was there even one? There's probably just rich people who had phones. Oh, man. It was Alexander Graham Bell's buddies, maybe. Yeah. At most. Like his mom, maybe. They had like yeah, they had like their own like little like pseudo internet. Where's like so, I can't believe you can talk to somebody who's not there. Yeah. In front of you. Yeah. Oh. Like film, it's kind of mind blowing. Telephone, yeah. anything. Hearing music that is playing in your living room rather than live yeah. somewhere. All of that Fucking must disc. have just been yeah, the magic. But disc. then, the, but then the light bulb was created, and there was light. But we're gonna get back on point here. Let's do it. Johnny was the son of a well-to-do Midwestern farmer named Jabez Smith. Fucking awesome name. Jabez, who was renowned throughout the region as a man of unparalleled honesty and integrity. In fact, according to a report published in the St. Louis Republican on October seventh, eighteen seventy-seven, Jabez was, and I quote, "This is fucking awesome." A gentleman thoroughly well-known in his locality as an upright and perfectly reliable citizen. One who would scorn to utter an untruth or to give circulation to a report having about it even the air of an exaggeration. So marked, in fact, is his peculiarity in this respect, and so generally understood his, is his antipathy to anything sensational or not fully fucking corroborated, I added the fucking, in every particular, that he is more widely known among his friends by the name Truthful Jabez than oh by the God. one that is credited to him in the family Bible. That is a fucking sentence. It sounds you to don't me write sentences like that anymore. Sounds to me yeah, like no. at some point, like Jabez fucked up real bad, and they're like, like, "We got to help our buddy out because he fucked up real bad." <laughs> like, I mean, when the paper is like, is announcing your, truthful. Yeah, like you're announcing your truthfulness. I mean, I don't. Maybe there wasn't a lot to report. Like, hey, Jabez is a good dude. Yeah, maybe he's just you know, a solid or like, dude. oh, last weekend Jabez totally fucked up. Well, you know what though? I have a feeling that has more to do with the hyperbolic style of 1870s reporting. Oh, so he was perhaps, a shithead. No, I don't think it was oh, okay. hyper. I don't mean hyperbolic in the sense that it was a fucking lie, oh. but I mean, like, yeah, no, he's a, he's an upright, honest dude. He, right. Let me paint for you the most vivid picture of honesty ever, ever made. Using yeah. the words which words were given to me. Well done. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, maybe someone can write something nice about you or Chris. Truthful fucking nice. Jabez. Someday. 
All right. Good Lord. 19th Truth. century journalism. Yeah, truthful Robert Murphy. Boy, that does not have much of a ring to Doesn't it. Doesn't really. No. Nope. Not, not no. a ring of authenticity or something no, pleasing to the ear. He didn't pay for Christmas by having a show and making shit up. It didn't happen. Well, no, I, do, just I do not make shit <laughs> no, up. No, you don't. You are a... Other people might, and I report it. <clears throat> That's fine. But <laughs> no. I don't make shit up. No. No, you don't. You are it a solid be, researcher, sir. Thank Sorry. you, buddy. It would be this well-respected man of the earth who on that fateful afternoon, would send his child on a routine chore that would nearly land him inside the gaping maw of an unfathomable fiend that seemingly hailed from the imaginations of antiquity. The young man had been sent to collect a particularly cantankerous brindle bull. That just means striped. That's just a pattern. Mm. Okay, cool. From a nearby pasture and drive it back to the farm, which was located in western Illinois, approximately seven miles southeast of Cahokia, a site that was once the largest pre-Columbian city north of Mexico, like super pyramids, like more people than fucking London in the Victorian era. Right. Like a, it was a big fucking place once. Located directly across the Mississippi River from what is now modern St. Louis. Gathering the bull was a chore that Johnny had performed countless times, and although the boy had grown accustomed to the relatively small yet vicious animal's fiery temperament, he could never have suspected that he was about to bear witness to an infinitely more dangerous predator. Yeah, send the kid to get a bull. Shit. Times are different. Times are different. According to Johnny's testimony, at about 4 p.m. on what was presumably Friday, October 5th, and I say presumably because the actual newspaper report... um, the first one came out on the 7th. So I'm assuming it was just a couple days old. Maybe it was a All week right. and a couple days. Okay. We're just right. going with this. Cool. Okay. He had walked a half mile from his home to a field surrounded by a woodland wherein the family's prized bull was kept confined. Johnny knew all too well how dangerous the animal could be and chose a place well removed from the animal to slip under the fence and enter the grazing pasture. Johnny had picked up a stick in the woods and began shaking it vigorously in the direction of the animal in an attempt to ascertain its disposition, leaving enough room between himself and the bull to be a hasty retreat if it decided to charge. The youth cautiously approached the snorting beast when the silence was suddenly shattered by a deep, dismal, guttural roar that emanated from the woods surrounding the field. The unearthly sound sent a rush of ice water through Johnny's veins, and he immediately bolted for cover, dodging behind a corner fence post partially concealed by shrubs. Johnny noticed that the bull's ears had also pricked up at the unnerving bellow, and even though its short tail was erect and its stiff hair bristled forward indicating unmistakable anxiety, the beast held its ground, staring into the shadow-shrouded darkness of the surrounding timberland. The terrified boy scanned the trees on the other side of the pitch for any sign of the thing that had crafted the ungodly screech. It was then, to the utter shock of young Jonathan Smith, that the head and neck of a mammoth monstrosity emerged from the forest across from him. The St. Louis Republican described the startling scene thus. Scarcely a moment elapsed before the boy saw, from his place of concealment, a horrible solution of the sound. From the edge of the wood, there appeared a hideous head upon a swaying neck at least 20 feet in length. All right, that's just fucked up right now. That's huge. Fucking giraffe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe Johnny had never seen a giraffe. Yeah, really. I mean, it is 18 whatevers. Oh. So, yeah. They need more circuses, clearly. Yeah, all right. In Cahokia County. So, we could be dealing with a giraffe or an indescribable beast. Probably more likely the latter because Mm -hmm. it gets fucking weird. Okay. Yeah. The head was wolf-like in shape, 
but where it ought to have tapered off into a snarling, canid-like snout, the face instead distorted into a razor-sharp beak, not unlike that of an alligator snapping turtle, complete with horn-like protrusions running down its jawline. So, n- not quite a giraffe. It's, no. it's a wolf head, and then somewhere as the, it branches down to the maw, right. it becomes a fucking okay. beak and spikes. Okay, yeah. cool. Sounds pretty fucking awesome. Johnny stared out from his hiding place in what must have been a synthesis of wide-eyed wonder and abject terror as the almost mythical beast gently swayed its head back and forth over the far fence in a hypnotically serpentine fashion. Its coarse red mane sticking out from the base of its skull and running down the length of its immense neck. The boy watched as the great thing's massive maw yawned open with an ominous, resonant hiss revealing rows of glistening, dagger-like teeth. It was then that the beaked beast finally noticed the striped bull defiantly holding its ground near an old stump in the middle of the meadow. Oh, shit. It's on. Dragon versus bull, or giraffe versus bull. It's up in the air. All right, we're we're not sure yet. We're not sure. Seemingly shocked by the presence of this horned beast of burden, the devilish dragon snorted fiercely, and its snake-like hiss now emerged as a high-pitched, nearly continuous roar. It then began to open its immense jaws and snap them together with an echoing sound that the boy compared to the report of a rifle. So it's obviously got some mad jaw pressure if it's making a clack like like the firing of a rifle. All right. The strange standoff lasted for just a few seconds before the beast raised its head to full height and quickly surged over the fence, finally revealing the remainder of its bizarre body to Johnny and the bull. The St. Louis Republicans report continued its description of this, and I quote, indescribably fearful and repulsive creature. As the monster entered the field, its whole body could be distinctly seen. The great neck terminated in a body of less length, so less than 20 feet, supported upon four short legs, armed with immense claws, though the motions of the animal seemed to resemble rather those of a snake than a thing with legs. So it wasn't like galloping like a horse. No, so I don't imagine it's got mighty, thin, strong, llama-like legs. It's probably like a Komodo dragon body with fucking mad neck. I guess if it did have weird pony legs, it'd be kind of gross. Yeah, the pony leg dragon. Yeah, like, it's weird. N- never uh, has a fantasy painter fucking done that because they understood. Because why? Yeah, no. Instinctively, yeah. it's grubby. Well, there was a centaur. Remember they had, or I'm sorry, a centaur. They had like weird legs. A couple of them. They had like bizarre legs. You're right. They were barely considered yeah. centaurs. I mean, they were semi-centaurs. Semi-centaurs. As we have if them. even that. Yeah. So true. Yeah. As if a stout quadrupedal body attached to some 40 feet of undulating neck and tail weren't quite weird enough, the newspapers that reported the event would mention some fascinating additional details that were observed by the son of good old truthful Jabez, including an enormous scarlet-red scorpion-like barb attached to the end of its tail and a pair of massive bat-like membranous wings which lay folded against the unknown animal's ribs. It's got a oh, so now so there's it's got wings, a, tail with a, fucking a super stinger. stinger. Yeah. It's, it's like something biblical now. Yeah, this is kind of cool. All right. Fuck. All right. I, mean, I know. Are run. we are related to the Devil Swamp fucking <gasps> oh, ambassadors, sco- as we should have called them, oh, yeah, of goodwill? Yeah. Yeah. With their bat shaped like wing or whatever. Or wing or ship, wing depending or on ship. how you interpret, <laughs> interpret it. Depending on which episode oh, of ours you listen you know, to. Just land yeah, there. We might have to release the original someday as a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we should totally. Uh, I shall recuse myself from that pod. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Chris is taking the taking the fifth on this one. No, like literally, because I was I was out of it for half of that. Oh, so you were. Yeah. You were, <laughs> so I forgot like, about that. Yeah, shit. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're back. We got uh we got good old Jabez's boy. We do. Seen some shit. Um Memberness Wings. Memberness Wings. Scorpion like right. Barb. In addition. A little tiny dragon body, I guess. All right. Cool. And fucking some odd forty feet of neck and tail. Cool. I like it. That's where we're at. Okay. Good luck, Johnny, bull. Also noted that the thing's entire body was covered in an array of blue scales the size of dinner plates. In general, with the exception of the tip of its hooked tail and its partially canine countenance, the entire creature seemed most like a reptile, albeit not one that any biologist would recognize. Though, a folklorist would surely note the telltale signs of this diabolical treasure-hoarding bane to knights of old, the dragon. The dragoons. Oh, the dragon. Mm-hmm. The abominable apparition made its way across the hard, dry earth toward the unwavering bull who, betraying either an immense amount of courage or a colossal ignorance, had yet to budge so much as an inch. The marauding monster approached the much smaller creature in cautious circles of an ever-decreasing extent, all the while hissing at its would-be adversary. So it's making the slow circle and getting a little closer and a little closer. It's waiting to strike. First strike is deadly. The bull, for his part, remained steadfast in what appeared to be, at least to Johnny's anxious gaze, the face of inevitable doom. Ooh, I mean, you got face of inevitable I doom. Guess, I mean, probably like a fifty-foot dragon. I don't. They don't speci- specify how long well, its the, body is. Right. But if it's twenty feet of tail and twenty feet of fucking neck, plus wing and plus stinger, head, yeah, and, and talons yeah. and knives and swords and shit. And, and it's not even like a massive bull. It was described as. Yeah. Kind of being small for a bull. The bull, the bull yeah. had a problem. But plucky. <clears throat> yeah. Plucky as the dills. Plucky as the dills. <laughs> yeah. The sinewy serpent continued its slow spiral toward the wary bull, who was always careful to keep his horns poised at his adversary. The only concession he made to the ever-encroaching creature was to occasionally lower his head and reply to the thing's incessant hissing with his own raspy bellow. Mm. Right. Likely too terrified to make a sound and too curious to make his escape, Johnny Smith must have felt the tension choke the air around him as he watched these two animals size each other up for what seemed like an almost preordained battle of the beasts. Just when it must have seemed as if the invisible rope between the two creatures had been stretched to its final thread, the razor-toothed dragon reared back, opened its gigantic jaw, and lunged forward. Johnny tensed as the two great beasts raced toward their inescapable collision. He could not only hear but actually feel the colossal crash of the creature's massive bodies colliding into each other. But within seconds, the tempestuous titans were concealed within a billowing maelstrom of dry earth kicked up by the stamping of hooves and the gouging of talons. Johnny would later claim that the air quaked with a commingling, bellowing, and roaring. They're fucking getting it on. So screaming... I mean, farm animal, screaming monster okay. of yore, yeah. yeah, dust kicked up, melee. Dude, you're locking horns, literally. Indeed. Horns will be locked. Totally. All right. Once again, the St. Louis Republican painted a verbal picture of this astonishing conflict. Dimly discerned through the dust cloud could be seen portions of reptile and bull and tufts of flying hair and chips of shattered scales. 
There could be heard snaps of the monster's jaw and the rattle of the bull's horns upon its mailed sides. Flashing here and there through the dingy nimbus could be seen the blood-red dart upon the reptile's tail as it sought to transfix its active opponent. My God, they don't write like this anymore. No, no, they dingy don't. Dingy nimbus. Yeah, I actually giggled aloud when I fucking read yeah. that. I'm like, that is such a beautiful because it paints nimbus. a perfect picture. Yeah. But it's on the other hand, it's just. Who would ever say Dirty that? Dirty cloud. <laughs> it's like what Pigpen does when he walks into a room. The old he, yeah, he, character. Yeah. Look at that dingy nimbus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> South Carolina's October 20th edition of the News and Herald went on to state, It was a panorama of desperate battle, a volume of sound, a fierce encounter. The tide of the battle shifted insensibly to the vicinity of the huge oak stump which was near the center of the field. Then the boy saw the tail of the monster suddenly whip outward and upward and dart the great barb downward with the speed of a thunderbolt. There was a crack like the report of a cannon. The barb had again missed the bull and this time had encountered a harder substance. The barb had buried itself inside the stump. Oh, the dragon... Fucked up. Fucked up. Now his tail is caught. Like this is definitely a screenplay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> fuckers oh, in a movie. It's yeah. 100% a movie. That's all the sweeter that the article was written oh, totally. in the late 1870s yeah. when, you know, cinema was but a twinkle in the eye of Edison and the, the fucking French guys that actually did it, whoever they were. Yeah, yeah. May they rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. Ha! Francois. Peeking out from behind the post, Johnny could not help but give a wild, though ill-advised, yell of satisfaction at the near miss. Despite their acrimonious relationship, he could not help but root for the stubborn, ill-tempered bull which he had so often been forced to wrangle. I mean, he's a prick, but he's a prick. That's right. That's what I'm saying. He's he's a smith bull. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you know, the dragon got his tail caught, so of course you're going to be like, yeah, for terrestrial stuff. Which actually brings it right back to like, that could have been like Joe Dante's The Explorers in the mid-80s. Right. Anytime yeah. you know, something happens and the kid goes, yeah! Yeah, yeah. Whatever little brunette kid that was like the E.T. of the fucking month from <laughs> 1982 to yeah. 1986. All right. Although he could have never known it, 12-year-old Johnny Smith was granted what is a dream of nearly every young boy. To bear witness to an epic battle between two huge, and at least in one case, utterly inexplicable entities. The kaiju cinema that would enthrall generations of youngsters nearly a century later with its vicarious cinematic thrills was actually transpiring before his very eyes in his father's own field. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, Clash of the Titans. I couldn't help but say it because part of me was like, it's terrifying and he had to be afraid that if something happened to the bull, he could be next. Right. But on the other hand, holy fuck. In the one in a 10,000 chance this is real, and I don't know if that's the accurate odds, Right. Um, this is an incredible display. Yeah, I mean, if you're seeing two animals fight, you know? I mean, if you see, like, a fucking, I guess, a bear fight three cougars, it would be, I guess, like every time a T-Rex fought some velociraptors in a Jurassic Park movie, except right. we know what the animals are. But to see a bull fight a fucking dragon. Yeah, that's a, a rare sight to behold. <laughs> yes. rare. It sure yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I have seen, uh, I have seen deer uh, fight dragons. No, oh. fight, fight each other, <laughs> clash with their fucking antlers. And I, in its and own it's way, shocking. I imagine that's impressive. It, it so actually, you, you it know, was, the loud yeah. crack. Oh when yeah, dome pieces. It sounds, dude. It, it swear to God, it fucking sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, terrible. 
like a cannon's report. Yeah, because you're like, dude, you're just smashing your head on your on your boy's yeah, head. You're just doing headbutts. You're doing headbutts. Like, well, you All to get laid. I mean, not for nothing. Like, use There's your, enough grass for everybody. Use your antlers and go for the balls or go for the eyes. Go for the soft spot. Dude, what are you never doing? go for the balls. Oh, deer don't fight dirty. I know. That's not the buck code. <laughs> deer. Dude, it's honorable. You gotta yeah, be honorable. I know. They'd see, I could not be a deer fighting deer. I would go for the balls or the eyes. Well, then you wouldn't be a deer. <laughs> Because deer don't do that. It's a good thing I'm not a deer. You are decidedly human, my friend. Yeah, you'd you. be a hyena. Oh. <laughs> they are right. the bags. The bags of the yeah, jungle. Uh, yeah. Lions are the king. Yeah, Lions are the yeah. bags. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would be cackling somewhere in the I corner. I would be laughing. I would track something down, kill it, and then eat it asshole first. Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of. It's kind of actually. Savannah scum. It's my bag. I guess that's I how do. they roll. Yeah. But jackals are all right. Mostly because uh, they're the kind of caught up in Egyptian lore. Right. No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm going for, I think it's Chris, I'm going for full fucking hyena. No, I think so. hyenas are A, fucking terrifying, and B, I'm pretty sure they have the strongest bite of any mammal. Yeah. By yeah. far. Yeah. Like they can bite yeah, your fucking hand nice. off yeah. on a whim. Yeah, but you eat assholes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's get right, back, yeah, to we, the, we back to the fucking uh, the fight here. Enjoy your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> My hot plate of assholes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Boiled you know asshole. What? But you can't microwave them. They get all they all chewy like yeah. calamari. I feel like they're yeah. automatically chewy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but they get Probably. real chewy. <laughs> they get like a day old in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Marginally more chewy, and that's yeah, enough. It's like when you heat up pizza in a microwave, it's just the crust gets gross. Oh, it's yeah, that's what such a grub don't, machine. Don't put, don't put assholes in the microwave. There you go. The boy. The boy. Getting back. Perhaps. Grateful that his unintentional whoop of support had gone unheeded in the din of battle, watched as the dragon, though still armed with piercing claws and teeth, now seemed to be at a distinct disadvantage as its movements were restricted by the wedged barb. The bull, who had, miraculously it seemed, managed to evade any lethal wounds that might have been dealt out by its much larger rival, took this newfound opportunity to go on the offensive and, I quote, its horns now clashed upon the sides of its adversary like a forge hammer upon an anvil. Oh, Metal as fuck. Man. Well played, St. Louis Republican. Yeah, and now the bull is fighting back. Forge hammer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like Hephaestus of yore. <laughs> I was trying to think of his fucking name. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, my God. Or Vulcan. Our new punk rock band, Hephaestus Headbutt. Come on. Oh, Come on, the Hephaestus headbutt. Yeah, I'm in. Chrome plated right. dome. I mean, he he's the blacksmith of the gods. All right, Hephaestus headbutt. But again, <laughs> the reports went on to describe this second phase of this blockbuster battle. The fight swung around the stump as a pivot, and the pandemonium of sounds and the clouds of dust continued. Closer and closer to the stump, the combat drew continually, for with each revolution, another turn of the monster's tail was taken about the object, and its freedom of action became more and more impaired. The struggle was terminating oddly. The bull was getting the advantage. Mm, no one saw this coming. Yeah, the dragon has like no movement. Like he, he's literally. Yeah, I mean, he's got mad he, teeth and claws, but yeah, but he's tied and he's he tied can't, up. He can't do anything. Bull can back up. Yeah, exactly. Forge hammers way in, dude. The, the bull could run out and then like, fucking full on hammer right in the side. Boom! Fucking horns to the lungs. Ooh, he's like he's hurt. like the Rudy of monster battles. He really is. Yeah. He just, well, keeps we'll on see. Coming. 
It's because the dragon overstretched and fucking threw its barb at him and then fucked up. Yeah, you got to be careful where you dart it's like the barb. It's like when someone tries to do a Superman punch and they totally fuck it oh, up. Off you whiff, you're and done. And then they're just open. Exactly. You have and some then, time. And then they get attached to a fire hydrant somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice yeah. To, Your nice. fist gets stuck in a stone. Your <laughs> yeah. uh, suspenders yeah. get hooked around something. There you go. Chain link yeah. fence. Okay. As if sensing his own resurgence in the fray, the bull began bellowing ever louder, gouging at the armored beast in a cacophonous symphony of repeated blows that began taking its toll on the once intimidating monster. Johnny listened as its hissing cries, though still unnerving, began to dwindle, becoming less and less intimidating. A gust of wind cleared what had remained of the swirling dust cloud, and the boy watched as the exhausted combatants stared each other down. His bull was barely recognizable. Huge swaths of flesh had been torn from his body by the dragon's claws. The side of his skull had sustained considerable damage, and the once beautiful animal was now missing a horn and one of its ears. Oh, man. It's fucking... This well, bull went to battle. It's tough. Dude, nature. Yeah, when part of the skull is visible, is that what it said? Well, In my it mind, doesn't it say is. specifically... It just says that one of the horns in the ear is gone. Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised now, part if of a massive just, yeah. blood and ripped up tissue, oh, there's probably boy. a little white bone gleaming it looks through. looks like Rocky and the end of Rocky, too. He's like, y'all fucked up. Exactly. Eyes shot. Fucking Adrian and shit. Adrian, Adrian and shit. shit. Adrian, yeah. Fuck. Why was it not the name of Rocky, too? <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, too, Adrian and shit. Adrian and shit. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. you know the bull's holding his, the bull's holding his own. There's All right. There's an animal in each corner here. Okay. The scaly semi-serpent had evidently fared little better, as many of its brilliant blue scales were spread across the field and would eventually be discovered up to half an acre away from the epicenter of the melee. Oh wow! Its fight all but gone, the ferocious fiend yanked its whip-like tail, liberating the barb from the ancient wood and unwinding it. And I'm quoting again here sinuous folds about the stump with the celerity of lightning. Ah, oh, I forgot for No one uses celerity. No. Celerity. I don't no. even think I've ever gone any further than maybe alacrity. Yeah. God bless them. I don't think I've ever even heard those words till now. Super fast. <laughs> Likely riveted to the spot, the youth watched as the anomalous animal once again reared its head and unfolded for the first time the great membranous wings from along its sides and rose into the air like a gigantic bat. Oh, I took flight. Oh, shit. Fine. Yeah, now, now. Now. Not, yeah, not well, last wings. It couldn't before because it was fucking, it was all, was the it? barb was dug in there. Yeah. And it doesn't have like it those was. powerful it could have took hind it off before legs that. like most dragons are depicted in like, you know fantasy movies and lore well yeah it's right. got like the super strong back yeah, legs you got and no the little thrust. tiny t-rex arms you got no thrust it's just got little stubby legs so there's no real advantage to flying above and then like trying to attack with its yeah tiny claws like I said, man, you ain't, you ain't breath no weapons yeah, yeah breath, breath weapon really none are evident so far and oh, so far okay. spoiler alert Okay. None will be. All right. Damn it. This is that not you a know breath. Of. This is like the 98 Godzilla. We're just going to have to oh, live bullshit. with the fact that there's no fucking breath weapons here. All right. And just accept the gift we've been given. Okay? Bye. This guy didn't do his Bye. research. Ah! No breath weapons. Whatever. Once airborne, the Cahokia dragon gave one last defiant screech to its unconquered adversary before shooting up to a height of several hundred feet, then darting in a southwesterly direction toward the Mississippi River. The youth watched as the creature curled up its spiky tail in an order in order to prevent the now semi-limp appendage from dragging across the treetops. A few moments later, Johnny heard, and this is a quote, 
a tremendous splash and swash of waters, as though some heavy body had fallen into the river from a great height. The author of the news story, which I actually haven't figured out who it was, concluded that the battled monster had reached again its native element. It went back into the water? Yeah, you know, this is kind of like a hellish space scenario. I don't know where anyone's coming from when they say something with wings <clears throat> has a native element that is, is the, water? the water. Yeah. But hey. Well, didn't we talk about this with uh, a couple different, like, dragon? Didn't we have a whole dragon? Yeah, with, we did the with modern Richard day Free- dragon. Well, with Richard Freeman. We, we, we yeah, did he sent us a bunch of stories and we did them. Yeah. And yeah, wasn't there a set about dragons like, going into water and, like, like living there? I remember they came out like some well, kids did... were at an arcade and they saw a pile of dragons and then they went home and saw more. Like I don't have any memory of I remember water, like, like Aston yeah, dragons remember... or water to land dragons. Yeah, I remember After somebody like... walking near like a pond and one came out of the water. Oh, okay, yes, there was one in um, I don't know, maybe Southeast Asia, maybe, maybe yeah. Japan, where um, the Nekobori or whatever the cat lizard. I'm yeah, not saying it was, where, in, the water, it right? was in a rice paddy that had flooded, yes. and this guy was bicycling to work yes. or whatever, and this thing emerged from like this giant like, super puddle or whatever the fuck you call yeah. it. Um, so. I guess winged things can hide beneath the water. Yeah, why not? Why not? I, Works for me. I, I don't know why. I, I mean, mean, that one did, if it did. I mean, if that one did, it did. And if it didn't, then it didn't. But does it, does it's all du- we got. Does a duck float? I would assume if there's yeah. like a little space. A dragon swim. A cave system or something that's not un, that's under the water but not in water. It maybe it just lives. In a dry cave. Yeah. Passage through yes. water. Yes. Yeah. Because... Wings. Yeah, no one's I assuming. Just, no, no one's assuming it's amphibious. Right. No one's, you know, going out on a limb and suggesting that maybe they're it can live everywhere at all times. Though, I mean, who knows if it's a supernatural creature? And of course, we'll get to all of the possibilities. Um, there's no limit to what it could True. fucking do or where it wants to live. True. But as far as the kid thought, is that it fell into the water, which it might have done from exhaustion, agony. Maybe it might have died. Could have took a shit, like, and you just heard the shit, or, or like some fucking, or took a massive shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Totally. And then, and then, author of said article said, "It's returned to its native element." Yeah. From the, whence it came, it shall ex- re-arrive. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm just reporting here. It's unknown how long it took Johnny Smith to collect his wits and deal with the unbelievable events that he just witnessed, but in due time the kid pulled himself up to finish the task that he'd been set out to do, according to the St. Louis Republican. Cautiously, the boy in the fence corner emerged from his retreat and approached the scene of the late encounter. The bull, nearly skinned, but with one ear and one horn remaining, stood there, weak but fearless still, stamping, lashing its sides with what what little remained of its tail and gazing at the direction where his antagonist had disappeared over the wood. The, the the bull has some fighting him still. Oh yeah. Well, it's bull. He's all. Skin, it's his goddamn field. He's all skin skin and fucked up, but he's like, I'll I'm I'm right for round two. Bring it. He's like, let's fucking do this. A red dawn bull. Yeah. Cause we. Oh God. Live here. Oh Jesus. That's <laughs> right. my. That's the best Swayze I got. Yeah. No, that was yeah. I, think I didn't know Swayze say it. Yeah. I, I, was yeah, it Charlie I, Sheen? I mean, you see could, Thomas Howell could have screamed Wolverines. He keeps me warm. You know. right. Anyway, he's the red dawn of fucking bulls. Right, okay. Cool. I think we can all agree. There was hair enough on the ground to stuff a mattress with, the article continues, and fragments of great scales were scattered over an area of about half an acre. 
while the oak stump was absolutely riven in twain in the effort of the monster to release its tail from the tough wood. The boy flourished the stick, and the bull started home quietly. It had been engaged in too grand a struggle to fool with boys anymore, and besides, it didn't seem to be feeling quite well. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. It's all well, fucking, fucking Mr. Flesh shines through the skin. Fought a dragon. Yeah, so, he's skinless, yeah. one hornless, fucked up. Totally. Less than half an hour later, the flummoxed farm boy had managed to bring home what was left of the embattled bull and related the entire event to his father. Jabez knew that his son had been trained from an early age regarding the harsh consequences of lying of any kind, much less a wholesale fabrication of epic proportions. And furthermore, he could not understand how this value, how his valuable animal had sustained such damage unless what his boy said was the simple truth. Jabez wasted no time in walking out to the grazing pasture, where he discovered not only the tracks of two animals engaged in a fight, but a plethora of hair torn from the sides of the bull, as well as fish-like scales, which he told the reporter who had come to question him were bigger than the top of his hat. He also mentioned a musky, snake-like scent that had permeated the area of the conflict. Musky, snake-like snake scent. scent. <laughs> Ugh, what does it smell like? Like, like salmonella? You ever smell this snake? I don't fuck. I don't fuck. There's a little, little funk. Yeah, I don't, I don't, there can be a little funk. I don't, I don't get Especially close if it enough. sprays, like it's nervous or something. A little bit. Uh, snake sprays. Not like glandular, like skunk spray, but oh, they, they can release like odors. I don't get close enough to snakes. To... I'm not a herpetologist. I just fucking caught a lot of snakes in my day. And I, some I got a buddy snaky. who raises cobras in Florida, but you know. He's a professional like reptilian master of the. You arts, should ask so. him about snake musk. Snake and we'll okay. ask an informed opinion. Okay, when I see him again, um, I will ask him about snake musk. Indubitably. Perfect. All right. When asked as to what the identity of the creature that had attacked his bull may have been, truthful Jabez, living up to his name, answered honestly that he didn't know. When further pressed about the reliability of his son as an eyewitness, he dismissed the possibility of the account being untrue by simply stating, if he told a lie, I'd skin him. Whoa. Discipline, <laughs> 1877. Yeah, really. If a lie comes out of that mouth, I punch it. Wow. Keep punching it. Yeah, there you go. Or, you know, skin them. No, you're right. And, and so, you know, it's funny. I actually, I blanched at punch, but that's much cooler than, you know, removing the skin from the flesh. Yeah, I mean, he's going to basically pull a fucking predator on the kid. And just I mean, obviously, skin he, he didn't literally mean skin him. Saying. But or did he probably beat him? To he is a truthful. Red inch of his life. He's truthful. Jeebus. Jeebus. Oh, Jesus what is it? Christ. Yeah, right. he's truthful. Jabez. 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 He's he's truthful, so he'll uh, he'll skin his kid alive. Yeah. Here's where she gets a little, little fucked up. Okay. I mean, it's already been pretty fucked up, but yeah, dragon find a bull. This sort of, uh, <coughs> I guess you could call this the epilogue. Okay. Unlike many cryptozoological incidents that are left to languish in yellowing newspaper reports and the fading memory of bystanders without any proper investigation, this event was looked into by no less than the president of the Cahokia Archaeological and Zoological Society, one Professor McHauser. They actually brought in a respectable person to check this out? Or he just heard about it in the paper and decided okay. to go check it out. Mm, cool. Court. All right. Cool. McHauser arrived at the scene of the skirmish on October 6th, and although he claimed that the snake-like smell reported by Jabez was nothing more than a common skunk, 
He did manage to retrieve some of the strange scales and measure the claw marks that the beast had made across the bull's back. Ah, so we do have some evidence. A little bit of corroborating evidence. All right, here. Well, we got All a right, skunk we'll mistaken for a snake. It happens. It does. Yeah. The stink. The stink. Maybe it wasn't a snake stink. Common Americana memphisitis. All right. Stink or well, whatever the bucket is. We got I don't know scales scientific and we name. got we got claw marks. All okay. right. Cool. All we're, right. We're getting somewhere. S- sort of. Okay. These findings prompted this man of science to, perhaps dubiously, declare that the region was not only the likely home of an animal long thought to be extinct, but that the creature in question was nothing less than a hybrid of a pterodactyl and a plesiosaur (laughs) that had somehow managed to evade detection by dwelling in the murky depths of the Mississippi River. And that's where... Perfect. You start questioning. My kind of guy is like, nope. The everyone, credibility. Everyone here, here, ever at Johnny, get over here. Guess what? We got dragons. Listen. Yeah, you heard it. Home of the dragons. It's a living, right here. It's a living dinosaur. Well, actually, not a dinosaur because I think pterodactyls and plesiosaurs were just ancient extinct reptiles, but not technically dinosaurs. Dude, he's saying it's a fucking dragon. So it's, it's a, a home s- of the fucking dragon. Well, yes, well, but without saying it's a dragon. He's, well, yeah, because he can't come out and say. And dragon. the only reason he said the the plesiosaur is because the kid heard a splash. And it had a long neck, I assume. All right. I assume. I don't know. Hey. Well, that's what, <laughs> right. right. It's like whatever. That's, well, clearly it was pterodactyl and a, yeah. I mean, we all know what happens when a Komodo AKA dragon, a dragon, fucking, fucking dry humps an ostrich. Yeah, exactly. It's trouble. It, it's basically a dragon. When a pterodactyl, I mean, it's not. Listen, when a pterodactyl meets a lovely plesiosaur, and they make sweet, sweet hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all right, like scales like that. Uh, Neither one had scales. I, I don't know, dragon. That's what I mean. Like how? Yeah. I mean, dragons have scales. I don't that's... believe. Do dragons have scales? We don't know. No. Let myth, me rephrase myth, that. Mythical dragons are depicted okay. as having scales. Yes, right. that was a good call. I don't think uh, plesiosaurs or pterodactyls. I don't pterodactyl. Think I don't know the did? plural. Yeah, have fucking might. scales at all? I'm pretty sure they, they don't. Taut skin. But I'm not smart. Maybe so I Don't know. Yeah, that's always the term I hear about that, but. Okay. Anyway. The professor would go on to claim that although the animal had emerged from the Mississippi, it likely originally hailed from the briny depths of the Atlantic Ocean before swimming upstream and making a home in the fast-moving, food-rich, freshwater body. As to whether or not Professor McHauser and his frankly bizarre theories concerning evolution and interbreeding were taken seriously, even at the time, it is a matter of pure speculation and, at least in my case, extreme doubt. Well, it's dubious yeah. as fuck, Professor. Yeah. yeah, and that's like that's like everyone that sold like snake oil. Anyone that sold you like Doctor. cocaine mixed with fucking laudanum dipped in lemonade. Yeah, was Professor X Frankenham who just fucking came to town to cure you and get you high as fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. Or he could have been a tenured professor at a university of it prestige. It would not have been know. a bad time. Oh, I'm just no. saying you had a great time doing it. Oh, my like, God. No one's upset. I would be in a constant morphine stupor if I yeah. was around the 1800s. Oh, yeah. But then again, That's it's the era of like, dysentery and fucking living to maybe 52 if you're lucky. And yeah. everything hurts all the time. Yeah, it was, the world is made of dirt and hate and regret yeah. and racism. Yeah, but you, you, you got like a. You got to get fucking high. Yeah, you sanitizing got didn't. Cocaine uh, wasn't dealer, there. No. Yeah, you got cocaine, some absinthe. Yeah, you're yeah. Good. you could you could coke yourself out of your gourd, or you could fucking yeah. opium yourself into a sweet oblivion. Fuck yeah, you smoke cigarettes, shoot guns, ride horses. Yeah, fuck some it. moonshine. Not a, not a bad time, really. Lounge I mean, out in the opium den. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, it sounds like a horrible time, actually. 
No, it is. It really I, I sounds mean, bad. Like, I'm so glad to be a 21st century man. Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoy my my iPhone and my Xbox. Um, and couches and, yeah, and comfort couches. and penicillin yeah, and fucking saying. so many of the perks yeah. of... Just general shelter. Shelter. The way the way the way it is now is much better. I have never had to build a fire to get warm. Yeah. I've built a fire. I have never had to build a fire. Yeah. In my own home or freeze to death. Okay. Ever. Right. That's not a bad thing. Or have to kill to eat to live. Had to kill to eat. Kill to eat to live. Kill to eat kill to, to live. Kill to eat to live. Fire to burn to live. Yeah. Sweet. Right. So all right. Okay. All right, Rob. Well, let's let's finish this fucker off. Do we have to? What's our conclusion? We're to in this? we're in the deep of it. Okay. All right. We're the, really close. Is to this the, end the denouement? It, it, well, yes. The oh. epilogue. Okay. I guess there's always three or four ends. Yeah. Is it the hubris? Is there hubris involved? There's no hubris. Okay. Good. Cool. Hubris free. I feel bad about okay. hubris. I don't like it. Although this scorpion-tailed scourge of the Midwest was never reported again. The St. Louis Republican indicates that the bull-battling behemoth had been spied lurking in the Mississippi River not long before, stating, and this is again a quote from the article, Mr. Smith's exciting account is to the effect that the strange river monster, which has lately caused such commotion on the Mississippi, that's planting the seed of, there's more to come here, was on Friday afternoon seen again, not near Memphis this time, but near Cahokia, not in the water, but on the land. Mm. This preceding and extremely harrowing event was also chronicled by Mr. Benedict in his excellent creature compendium. But that, my friends, is a tale for another time. So, like a lot of the great new wave French filmmakers I adore and, and a lot of the shitbag 90s filmmakers that I still enjoy, we're doing this out of order. There is an entire other case that was accredited to this creature. Really? Okay. That took place right before this. And that's All right. every bit is cool, but I'm doing it out of order because that's the fucking way I feel like doing it. Maybe okay. I just want to be an iconoclast. Okay, sure. But we'll save that for another time. Okay. Right now, we're just going to deal with truthful Jabez, Johnny Jabez Jr. As yeah. I like to call him, though that wasn't his name. <laughs> Not so truthful. <laughs> yep. I don't know if he has any siblings. He's a lion little a asshole. field about a half mile yeah. through some forest. All right. The Mississippi. Missouri Maybe. on the other side, yeah. Illinois over here. The largest pyramid, perhaps in the Americas, long since destroyed, but we could be getting into some dark-ass shit here. We'll go there in a second. Okay. And ultimately, the little bull that could yeah. stood up to that fucking dragon and said, not on my watch. No. Yeah, I might be the tiny bull. I might be the bull you think you can fucking yeah. scorpion prong and step all over, but you guess can't. what, fuckface? You can't. All I need is one horn, one ear. Yeah. Two eyes. That bull's got the heart. Mad heart. Yeah, oh, mad heart. You know yeah. what? You know why? An American bull. Oh. Yeah. God bless that's America. A, that's an American brindle bull, God damn it. So is that an American dragon? Probably. But it doesn't matter. He lost. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it's a Canadian dragon. All right. Fine. Fine. All right. So uh, skeptically speaking, Christopher, kick it off. Skeptically speaking, it's not a dragon. <laughs> 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 that's too simple. I know. That's too I, fucking simple. I know. Plus, he almost is, died. This so. is how we do it. It's I, not I literally dragging. just choked up my yeah. fucking 12 horse <laughs> ale. Yeah, your Jenny 12 horse Jeez ale. Jeez Louise. It's not a fucking dragon. Okay, All right. that's, All right. you're right. There is no, there's no other. Yeah. Not a fucking giraffe, not a rhino. No. <laughs> it's not a fucking. No, not an alligator. There's nothing that no. looks like that that could be misidentified. No, it's anything. a fucking jabberwocky. It's either. Yeah, it is. It's either. A goddamn dragon or it's a lie but there's one key thing that makes me not think it's a lie what's that 
Truthful Jabez and his skin and belt. Yeah. <laughs> that boy was yeah. impressive. Well, He's also, a 12-year-old kid that would get the so... shit whipped out of him. All right, so we can all agree, though, in seriousness, that there is a chance this is just a big, fat ration of bullshit. Right. And we just have to accept that it could be a product of the journalism of the time, or for some reason, Johnny fucking Jabez is like, fuck it, I'm lying. I don't care. My dad's truthful. I'm not. Fuck you, I'm lying. <laughs> so he, got, he, he stuck the bull in a thresher, or I don't even know what the technology of 1877 was. It Wait, got did he like? Said, it was a dragon, Dad. Did, did he like abuse this bull for like days on end, oh, and then not. he finally was just like, "Oh, it was a dragon that did it. It wasn't me." Oh, he had some weird like serial, like early like serial, serial killer, killer tendencies. Smith. Yeah, where he's like, "But I mean, I'm gonna cut its horn if off." If the bull was fucked up, and Prince were there. Well, yeah, I was gonna say they and scales. They did find scales allegedly were yeah. found. Well, yeah, well that's a whole. Let's say they weren't found. Sure. Okay. And he just made the story up. And what did it, what did it actually tussle with? Another bowl, maybe. That's interesting. A bear. I mean, yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't know the could status of mid Illinois bears in the 1870s. I, know. I mean, I feel like every wild creature was in every state until maybe like 1932. Yeah, I don't know. But right. that's not based on fact. No, I know pumas. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> big cats. Like, and shit, I, yeah. I think every family of five lost three kids to pumas every year, dude. Annually, your family is attacked yeah. by a pack of links. But like, why that guy? Bucket. Why not somebody more legit to come and investigate this? Maybe he was just close by. I mean, the Cahokia site, the archaeological site and zoological society. What a weird hybridization of two different fucking fields. But whatever, yeah. that was right there. Yeah. So and, my only assumption is he was already there and thought, well, this is making. And who a found? Lot did, of- did Johnny take the scale and have it, and then dude? saw the scale or did dude have to go Nothing in to that, find the, the scale the dude actually was there and saw the scale the, the way I read it from the two articles I read the one appearing in um, Monsters in Print and the the other one I found which was almost exactly the same thing except it offered just a few scant additional details um, indicate that Johnny didn't bring anything back except the bull when the dad okay. went out he found the scales though I don't okay, know so, if he retrieved any right. and then when uh, Professor McHauser went back out um, he he actually took one. Now, why, if there were fucking scads of scales spread over a That's fucking an half issue with acre, me. Yeah. And, and, and like none of it ended up in a local museum or barber yeah. shop or The Bible's wherever. lasted 2,000 years, but you can't... Uh, fucking dragon scale, which... <laughs> a, a yeah, possible really. hundreds of dragon scales, yeah, not that, one I mean, of them... If they're all over <laughs> like, the field, like, like, I'm surprised a, someone a, didn't pick them up. That's iffy. Like... Well, apparently they were collectibles to a degree, at least McHauser and anyone. You know, once that story got published in papers, and that was the only media back then, it, right, you didn't have fucking right. radio, anything else, um, then you know motherfuckers flocked to that field to try to find something. Oh, sure. it, it, just sure. assuming it happened. Even if it didn't happen, yeah. they would have gone there. And if they had, probably a lot of families would have collected something. But who knows? I mean, in, in an era where metaphysical and paranormal shit was just part of the work of the day... Half of them were probably enlightened enough to go, oh, this is some bullshit, whatever. And the other half were probably like, oh, yeah, it's a dragon scale, whatever, and ends up on your mantle. You lose it three generations later. I mean, I'm shocked that not one fucking got preserved. Yeah, not fucking one. Yeah. But and still. If there's that many strewn about willy-nilly in the field, so I mean, you'd think there'd be some somewhere. That doesn't, um, that doesn't behoove the authenticity of the story. No. It but it doesn't necessarily debunk it either. No. No. But I, I mean, mean, it's not a deal breaker, but it's... It, it's making the bridge a little more wobbly than I'd like it to be. All right, so if we're going to go by this doctor who says that it's a uh, plesiosaur and a pterodactyl... Yeah, I, I, I take I, that with not even a grain of salt. Had a baby. Like a, like a dash 
less of Mrs. Dash. And right. I don't know. The spice that's not a spice is what I take that with. Okay. Because that's a dumb theory. I don't know if he's a real professor. I don't know where he's fucking at. I don't know if he's an archaeologist yeah, I don't who's know. playing zoologist. Look. Okay. I don't know if he's just some motherfucker made up by the newspaper reporter. That's but true, too. I do, I do uh, know that yeah. it was not a fucking plesiosaur pterodactyl love that's baby. That's just, yeah. That's just done. But, all right. So we acknowledged all of the, you know... The, the elements that are clearly suspect. There's a lot, but yeah. Yep. And there, there's there's bound to be. Now we have to start looking at it like if it did happen. Okay. If Jabez was as fucking in love with the truth as people suggest, it would seem <laughs> dubious that a son who knew that, that it was an era of very severe corporal punishment would uh, would make some shit up. I mean, even if somehow, if it, if, like, if it had been a wild animal that attacked the bull, and the bull was scratched up and skinless and, and one horn missing and whatnot. Um, why wouldn't he just say that? Like, I, the dad wouldn't punish him for a random yeah, wildlife why, attack. Yeah, why make it like, uh, like why em- embellish it that much? So, so if, if this I mean, thing really was tore up and the kid was adamant, Dad, this is what happened. Then we have to at least entertain the notion that as inexplicable and hard to swallow as it is, it transpired the way Johnny Smith said it transpired. People have seen dragons before, though. There's plenty of reports. We've There's entire it. books. Yeah, well, We've talked to Richard Freeman. I mean, have people have seen, dragon. seen dragons. Yeah, well, people have seen everything. Ghosts, Draculas. I know, and I, dude, like Frank, like, dude, I saw the Wolfman in the window in Frankenstein <laughs> the Basement. Just saying. But if there is something to dragon lore, I don't know. Like, Yeah, but was it really the dragon then? Could it be a thing? It could be, it could be technically anything. You can file this under any ultra-terrestrial, a fucking tulpa, anything. Wow, did, is that, did this come from Chris? Yes. Wow. Yeah, but it didn't come from Chris in a way that says, no, look, all these great options are there. <laughs> it came from yeah. Chris in that way, like, hey, fuck you and your magic fucking <laughs> eat a dick. Listen. It could be anything. It could Listen. be a broken wine glass. It could be litter on the roadside. It, it could be. But a baggie. Here's where <laughs> it's probably not a baggie. <laughs> Only because it's 1877. Fucking top of preferred forms of baggies. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> then it's a baggy. They look like a dragon. So, like, in your freezer of Tony's uh, frozen pizzas, is, like, one of them, like, an ultra-terrestrial? You tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See? I knew I would get you to watch Hell Year Season 2 sooner or later. I just, I, you know what? Believe it or not, if it's if it just said, I watched him fly off into doodly-dee right. and some horrible cinematic ending, I, that would still be more believable as a dragon than here at a splash. Right. It lives in the water. Yeah, but you know, it honestly, comes from the fucking Atlantic. That could have been cargo. No, no, no. Don't, don't. Worry. <laughs> honestly, though, <no. laughs> that's what I, I know. I don't believe the guy, but no, I'm, I'm but, saying, but yeah, don't take the take, ending was take more all cinematic. Those elements <laughs> away from it, because if just flying away makes you feel like it has more veracity, then accept that. Because you could hear us. Yeah. Listen, the Mississippi uh, was the most worked river, of course, ever. Yeah. Probably next to the Nile, at least in, in, oh, yeah. in America at that Ooh. period, it was fucking nonstop. I mean, it, so it could have flown away, and once it was out of sight, he just heard a splash. A splash he could have heard a million times before on the river. That's what I'm but saying. Then right. he put the two together. Yeah, absolutely. And then asked Toad talking about its origins. In well, the it, you know Atlantic. what? The... We, I think we can all throw that away. Well, no, we're not throwing that away. That's a man of science of the time. All right, man of the time, man of science. Mickhauser's fucking There's mouthpiece. Way to that's look okay. That guy up. Yeah, really. I tried. I couldn't even find a first name. Uh, there's no, at least online. Maybe he was like more. There's maybe no he historical was like, records about 
the you know the leader of the the Cahokia archaeological, much less zoological right. society. I just couldn't find it. Now I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying. I mean, I Dude, didn't put a ton of legwork in either. It was at the 1800s, man. You just Chris just pops in, he's like I'm a doctor, and you're like fucking Chris is a doctor. There you go. Well, professor. A professor. Yeah, professor Chris. Which is so much easier to fake. Yeah, who's like the 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 fucking the dragon jumping in the water completely threw him from it. Where he was like, "Fuck I you!" I mean, he could, he could have been it. teaching fucking Shakespeare's lesser known sonnets could've at been. a fucking community college. Could have been somewhere yeah. in Western Illinois, and said, uh, "I'm Professor McCauser." Yeah, yeah, having nothing. Right, you know, to base animal knowledge. So if but, if this is some sort of unidentified cryptid, let's say let's just categorize that's, dragons. That's the as hardest un- one of the unknown possibilities. Okay, to me, that's the hardest one to buy. Okay, because um, cryptozoological things, by and large, fit into uh, two basic molds. One, uh, creatures that used to exist and okay. that were shocked to have still exist or creatures that you can reasonably understand would still exist would be fauna in a specific region because we know of other creatures that live there and you can find amazing new shit in the, the, the wilds of Vietnam or New Guinea or plenty of other places where it's like people don't go there it's dangerous it's hard it's full of poisonous venomous shit so when you find something new you're like yes but this makes sense this kind of thing could live here sure okay a fucking big giant scaled Reptilian bodied, fifty to sixty foot fucking long yeah, flying, creature flying. with a, wolf, a beaked wolf head, yeah, and fucking wings, super wings. Yeah, that's really wings. the icing on the cake of of really not believing those things. Well, that's why I think <laughs> cryptozoologically speaking, we're, we can't we can't even entertain the notion. Okay, because in my mind, this cannot possibly be a cryptid. Okay. If it were a cryptid, it, there would be something. It would be something that was clearly aquatic or something that, um, well, there's Thunderbird sightings, so maybe something that seemed truly avian. Right. But this isn't it. This is one of those great chimera-like melanges of, you know, at least two or three disparate things, the beak, the fucking wolf head, the reptilian scales, oh, scorpion's barb. So it really is truly a chimera in a lot of ways. That, to me, means it is not an animal. But kind of like we discussed when we talked about the modern-day dragon sightings, um, when, when we did, perhaps this isn't from the zoology that we're familiar with. Right. Perhaps this isn't from this Earth. Talking about space dragons? I'm not talking about space. I mean, I'm talking more <laughs> what we refer to as dimensions or trans-dimensional or portal openings. Well, you know, the... Because if this is... This could be typical fauna... And another level of right, Earthican right. existence well, that we are not familiar with. The reptilians do live in the fourth dimension. Uh, Just yeah. putting See, it out you're, there. You're belittling my theories. I'm now. not listening. I am not belittling anything. Fourth fucking dimension it's reptoids. Where the reptilians live. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You know what? Because I love you, I'm gonna let you continue. I'm not saying that I agree with their space of choice. It just, it happens <laughs> to be where they Jesus reside. Christ. And they don't necessarily want to be there. Yeah, maybe I, just, I don't know. Your incredible point is, yeah, that so, scientists if, haven't even found. If there that are yet, things so just... that live in other dimensions, <laughs> reptilians aside, I don't want to get anybody upset. Looking at you, I'm looking at. Looking I'm at not you too upset yeah. at the notion of reptilians. <laughs> Chris just is not like, yeah, I'm upset. Thanks, Mark. I'm real upset. So if something is living in a different dimension, uh, either on top of or adjacent, Chris can explain this better. He's more. He's better at this shit than I am. And it happens to cross over. over. Under yeah. And it happens to cross over and it <laughs> oh, fights a fucking bull. Oh. Who are we to fucking come in and fucking give the old, uh, you know. Hefo? Yeah. 
Who are we to give give it as uh, Chris says the Achuta? Wow. Yeah. Achuta. Achuta. Exactly. So. I mean, I don't know. I like the idea. I really do. But I also kind of want it to be something that's like foreign or that's like that's like nature to us. I know? always want to go the cryptozoological route. Yeah, I that know. That was my first Meet love. We all know thing. it. We've talked about this a million times. Man, I had a girl at, at Walden's Books. She worked there. She was cute. I thought she was cute. She told me the dragons were real. I believed her when I bought a book. So you I want dragons to be real. Every part of that story was accurate except the part where you believed her. No, I really didn't think no, I believed you her. Did. I, I was young. She was cute. I was young. You wanted she was dragons cute. to be she said real. Dragons are real. All right, fine. She said dragons are real, and I was like, whatever. You were I'll like, buy she's the hot. She, she was so She could have you buy anything. Like she said, raising orchids is going to be the way of the future, and you would have fucking mirror wolves. She knew a lot about. She knew a lot about dragons. She did, and I was like, yeah, dragons are real. Cool. I get your number. We all have had crushes on dragon girls. Yeah, that's just the. Especially if you're a nerd, and they say even just a small thing about fantasy. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. But she didn't like Star Wars; it would have never worked. Ooh, I know. Yeah, yeah, it never, never worked. Anyway, dodge the bullet. That's why I'm, I'm hung up on dragons. Well, like I say again, when we were talking about all of those sightings over America, we know that there are not fucking flocks of dragons. It is right. impossible. So it means a, it's a lie, or okay. b, they have to be coming from somewhere that is not terrestrial or even specifically geographic. If we do, it has to be something where. They are managing somehow, and again, I'm only I'm only throwing this out there because it's the only. It's not rational. I know it's not a rational possibility, but it's the only possibility that could hold even a tiny bit of water. Okay. That they somehow managed to, and and you know what, it flies away, and maybe the the vortex or the portal or the the thinning of the veil is beneath the Mississippi, so it doesn't actually fucking live there. It just emerged <laughs> from there, and then it went. Stargate made a shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrimp gate. Shrimp gate. Yeah, shrimp gate. If someone has a better theory. Listen, I'm to hear I, it. I love your theory. There is, there is no better theory. I love, <laughs> I love I your. You know how I feel about other dimensions, especially involving reptilians. I love your theory. I think it's great. I want to. I want to be in the goblin world. I mean, look with at Mister Valley. Look at this season. So do I. Jeez. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. This season of Rick and Morty. Dragons. Another dimension. They like. They like to fuck a lot. Yeah. They're kind of perverts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not all of it has to be true. But if just some of it is. Well, you know what, though? I guess because you're right, because there is no record of dragons, even though that girl lied to me and said that they were real, to get me to buy a book, to make a sale in Walden's books Yeah. in 2000, whatever. Okay, it was 92. It's no, okay. It wasn't 95. I don't care. I was young. I was in love. Everyone was. Everyone was. All right. So yeah, I guess really, yeah, I guess as we talked about with our other dragon episode, maybe um, maybe it just they are coming from a different dimension. But here's another possibility. Has to be oh, no. Out there. What could it be? I am not an expert on the Cahokia Mounds. What I do know, it oh, was they a mega there city. Too? And it doesn't get as oh, much props because there's all those great oh, archaeological right, yeah. sites throughout South America, obviously even in Mexico. So we got Aztec, are we talking Mayans, like Are we talking Inca. some like Quetzalcoatl? Um, I'm definitely going there. Okay, cool. The idea that this, even though it wasn't a huge stone edifice, though, how cool would it be? If we had giant stone pyramids in the middle of the Midwest, I because want that's stuff it we right associate now. with all amazing. the exotic yeah, countries sweet. Of, of the of lower North America and South America, and and yet they built it out of you know mud and, and wood and all sorts of things that were not as durable as stone, right. but it was nevertheless a ginormous fucking city, uh, you know a. Um, I, I don't even know what era you technically, but it was, it was about I think eleven hundred. CE to 1500 CE that it flourished. Right. And so these um, these people, these indigenous peoples, 
I, I don't know what their gods were. I don't know if they had sweet Quetzalcoatl like dragon gods uh, like the Aztecs did. Right. Um, but fucking why not? And I think it's to me, it's striking that it was seen right in that area. Like if yeah. it had been seen anywhere else, the, one of the Dakotas, who the fuck knows? He'd be like, oh yeah, it could be we, all the things we discussed. Right. But this phenomenal and much underhyped uh, archaeological site, which really should be much better known. Mm-hmm. Um, what if that does trace back to some of these old gods? And I know that makes me, you know, that gets my Lovecraft dander up and it makes yeah. me, yeah. I, yeah. I love the idea, even though, again, I know it's just pissing in the wind. But what yeah. if there was something about this ancient megalithic, maybe even pre-megalithic site, I'm not sure, that this creature was somehow associated with either as a guardian an antagonist of who the fuck knows. Yeah. I mean, but also too, like you said, if for some reason the Mississippi has the shrimp gate and this thing happens, yep, to, come, shrimp gates. happens to come from there. I mean, if the people back in the day worshiped it, cause it popped in and popped out and they're like, Oh fuck, big giant dragon thing. What if the shrimp gate only opens like every 46 years or something could be maybe even longer like yeah. 460 years like yeah. it's going to be fucking forever until Dude, it, opens it comes again. In, it comes into that our existence be. it feeds and then it goes back home but for it only a day passed since the last time it attacked an yeah. american bull wow. yeah All or right. it's just like a predator it gets sent as a test it's got to fight a bull <clears throat> oh my god like it's, it's coming of age yeah. Yeah. yeah like like that's where it has you have to go to earth <laughs> you have to slay the bull that's a great predator tie-in thank you christopher i appreciate that yeah that's my See? theory but it didn't slay the bull <laughs> that's my theory it's it's a predator it's a predator bull <laughs> or a predator dragon predator dragon it was a dirty draw so <laughs> the dragon never got to grow up or get the badge of honor because well, he, didn't, well, he didn't kill the bull. No, like oh, a, he brought back a horn and an ear just and tried to, face to convince it. his he, dad. No, he's like, like a Jedi. Like killed you just have to face the bull. Yeah, or yeah, and if, then you're, you're, if you're a dragon evil. and you go to get your prey and you fuck up, like a predator, you're just like, fuck, I gotta kill myself. That's it. Oh, do you think the dragon, like, scorpioned its own fucking throat and Probably. collapsed dead into the yeah. river because it, it yeah. shamed its type by not fucking slaying the bull? fucking drown itself. That's what the big splash was. Just fucking... I like the idea that he would have, like, Injected his own tail poison into his fucking brain kind of dope, and then collapsed actually. dead into the water because yeah. you can't drown yourself. I, I I know human beings technically can't. Yeah, I mean you can weigh yourself down and drown yourself, but yeah. you can't like force yourself to fucking drown. Is really. the Mississippi that deep? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I don't know if it's dragon <laughs> drowning deep. Never. <laughs> I mean, and I think it is at some points probably. I have never been there. I I have no idea. Although I think they'd find a big dragon corpse somewhere. Yeah, unless it just is in the bottom and it's just bones. Or if like the, oh, the, the dirty old Mississippi fucking bottom the carcass just dissolves quick and it's just yeah. bones on the bottom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Settled old Nessie bones no, on one the bottom day of Mississippi. down there and they fucking... They're dredging for dragons. Yeah, oh, dred- do this. So many great fucking t-shirts. Discovery Channel is fucking bound to make yeah. that series. Oh, no, you're going to find everything. You're going to find Jason. You're going to find <laughs> dragon bones. <laughs> <laughs> we have located uh, no less than three dragons and four uh, Jason wait, Voorhees. I, I, so. I know. <laughs> We're not sure why there are that many Voorhees. We have maxed out our season permit. Yeah. That's the worst news alert ever. (laughs) Attention, we found dragons and Jason. Sorry. Whoops. Deal with it. We never meant to open that. For some reason, there are six hockey masks. I repeat, six hockey masks. And it would take them a long time, six full Voorhees to kill all of America. But eventually they get to it because they're immortal. I don't know why there's multiple Voorhees. So like once a year they kill like seven people and then you just know eventually it's going to be your fucking turn. Yeah. Slowly but surely they would decimate the entire human race. 
while the dragons watched and laughed. Yeah, fuckers. All right, well, there you have it. Um, I guess it's, I mean, I don't know. Dredge at your own risk. Dredge at your own, yeah, at your own risk. Uh, dragons are our thing, I, I guess. find this story ceaselessly fascinating. It is pretty cool. It's, at it's the cool very story. least, if nothing else, if absolutely nothing else can be taken from it, this is before proper pulp magazines. This is before right. fucking radio plays. This is before cinema, obviously. All, everything. If this kid made it up, it is cinematic as fuck. Like, yeah. I don't know. He might have been sure. one of those brilliant farm kids, like a like a young Ray Bradbury that had just yeah. a fiery imagination and just pulled it out. And if he did, kudos to fucking Johnny Smith. But it is so goddamn astounding, the story. And, and like Chris said, and, and, and you too, Mark, so fucking cinematic that unless this kid was truly a fucking genius, particularly for the era, it almost had to have happened because nothing else was doing that. Like Jules Verne wasn't even writing quite that. He wrote some great shit. Right. As did H.G. Wells and many of the old school fucking, you know, sci-fi authors. But I mean, this guy should have been like Johnny Smith should be a name of legend. If he was just pulling this shit out of his ass on a walk to the fucking bull field when he was 12. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. So missed opportunity. That yeah. might be either we, either we lost one of the great authors in American history. <laughs> yeah, or this probably. really confirms that it's one of the most <laughs> astonishing incidents in in paranormal lore. Yeah. Well, if you ever had if you've ever had any experiences with dragons out there, let us know. Absolutely. I'm actually almost You're, positive that we did get a report of someone that was driving with her family and they saw one like at night or something. I'm almost positive. And about we've that. talked to another individual that has contacted dragons among a few other uh, paranormal and extraterrestrial entities that some at some point in the future we might deal with. Wait, the one for the TV? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah don't spoil that one. That's no. a good one. That's a real good dragon story. That's one of my faves. I don't I don't miss those emails. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I joke. Thank you for your emails. I, I appreciate it. Oh, we that. love it all. Listen, we don't disparage any of it. We do no. love this shit. We we try to we try to approach it. I mean logically, obviously Chris more so than Mark and I. But still <laughs> we try to you know approach it from a technical standpoint, but also a standpoint of we fucking love this. And also, if it's something that's really haunting you, you know, we'll be there to try to support you in any way totally. we can. I mean, so, we're, we're not fucking dicks. Kind of dicks, yeah, but you know, not, yeah, not to dicks. you guys. Yeah, no, I was talking about the guy that sent us those emails very many years ago, oh, repeatedly yeah. it, with, the, it with was, the dragons. Now, our normal listener emails, our normal listener emails are fun, but when you harass me yeah. every three hours with the same static-driven picture of a dragon that I can't do anything with. It was with, like getting stalked by St. George. Yeah, no, really, yeah, it Jesus was. Christ. It was, yeah, and he, uh, he eventually, I think, grew to hate us, but that's okay. It's no big deal. Sometimes that happens. There's only so much we can do it in is, one life. But yeah. we can talk about that at some point. So dragons are a thing. Deal with it. Yeah. Okay. There it is. That really is the moral right. story. Yeah, it is. Dragons are a thing or they're not a thing. If they're not a thing, okay. Yeah. If they are a thing, fucking deal with it. There you go. That's Boom. it. That's all oh, you can do. Fine. Uh, thank you all so very much for, for joining us for this week's episode of the Kryptonaut Podcast. You know what? what? Send us your stories. Yes. Email us, kryptonautpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to try to figure out a way to do like a listener story series where we take a couple of stories and talk about them. Yeah, we're Put them out as like a bonus episode or something. The way we do the Mystery Bag Monday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we, but you we, know, we, every now and again, we'll like we'll collect some cool stories and yeah. I'll put them together and totally. we'll probably read them verbatim or close to it. And just explore different things because, like you were saying, I mean, there's 
literally millions of stories out there and we've yeah. got all got huge archives of shit that we eventually want to get to and and even things we haven't found yet that we'll find and have our fucking tits blown off by but how cool would it be if some of our listeners actually got to to feed that sister we already have a fucking awesome we have one or two stories already generated from like listener experience oh absolutely so the brew so hop that, you yeah, others? yeah yeah so send that in crypto podcast at gmail.com or hit me up in the socials the instas the twitters the facebooks i can shoot you that email address um heatherspace.com get yourself some t-shirts uh sales going on 2020 We'll have some new designs up there eventually. We've got a couple of cool ideas. We have We're some really cool around. ideas. Mark and I have been working really hard on it, actually. Uh, slammed for the holiday season, but um, yeah. but plugging away. Some really yeah. fun things coming up. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Thank you all over there. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Check it out, man. If you're donating, you know, go there. Check it out. It's a good time. We thank you all so very much for the uh, donations. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to round it out. I know I'm missing something. Oh, Adam Benedict. Pine Barrens yes. Institute, PBI. Check it out. Monsters, Monsters in print. In print. Available on Amazon. Buy the book. So good. Post on the socials. Leave a review. Do it. And then I'm Adam. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna be getting a hold of you. I'm gonna send you some uh, some cold hard cash. I'm gonna get me one of them. Uh, hopefully, uh, with, with a name on it. Yeah, with a name it's on it. I'm gonna old John Hancock. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna float Adam. Couple, couple ducats there. See and if I, I can't will get one of them. Never return uh, your book. Yeah, this ever. way, I, this way, I can get my signed copy of Adam's fucking awesome book. Again, that is Monsters and Print available on Amazon. And then Rob can just, you know, take the one that I bought previously as his own. Me. So I guess I technically I, I give you a present. I gotta say, you know, I, I consider myself to be first and foremost what I call a crypto historian, in that I like the legends. Right. But fucking Adam yeah, yeah. did a bang up real life job of crypto historianing. Yeah. I just made that a verb but no, still I know, i'm excited to finish the book he, he owned it it's fun it's great there's so many great stories and the fact that he took the time to collect them and put them in such a a fascinating order and and just present them the way he did it's just fucking tits up totally cannot more highly recommend it thank you all so very much and we're talking to you soon goodbye dragons are real and they're not from this dimension suck it <laughs> crawfish gate 2020 <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we were talking, I did the math. I was actually 15, so it was 95. I said oh, 2000, and I said 92. hormones and fucking dragon yeah. books. <laughs> Dude, at 15, this chick's like, dragons are real. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they are. They discovered like, the bones in Lithuania. Here's the book you should buy. And I was like, yeah, I should buy a book because dragons are real. They're you might like me. I love them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you just if got to talk seduced. about dragons, are we going to kiss for the first time? Yeah. Oh, so no, will you wrap me in your membranous wings? <laughs> No, nothing happened. I bought the book. She talked about dragons. I left. I was yeah. sad, and then I hated nothing dragons ever since. happens when you're 15, yeah. and it's the hot older girl that works at the bookstore, and for a commission, she convinces you to buy a book about anything. Yeah. Nothing ever happened. It could have been anything. Except a story later on in life, <laughs> just like tonight. <laughs> about getting fucking Rochambeau into buying a fucking dragon book. Stupid <laughs> dilly. Not, not even. She just said a word, and you were uh, like, all right. Yeah, no, no, seriously. I'll no. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly yeah. what happened to? Oh, fuck. She didn't ask you to kill her boyfriend no, or something stupid. No, no, no. I know. That would have been a whole different life trajectory. You just got a fucking book. And it was about <laughs> dragons, and you could have done It more. starts with dragons, yeah. and then knights, yeah. and then weapons. Yeah. And, and then you murder monsters. Then, then, <laughs> you're like, what, what just happened? Yeah. You're Tom Hanks on your way through a fucking sewer. Hollywood lances. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How about knives? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, we're talking to you. Oh.